likes to party. Welcome to Craft Beer The Finger Boys are partying. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? Wells is here. How you doing? Confused. Yeah, I figured. Uh, so we know that episode two is normally vamping because nobody's done anything. Um, I just want to say, take care of your health, please. <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. Um, yeah. It's it's especially when you're getting old like Josh. Yeah. You know, in your mid thirties. Mid thirties. No, I'm forty. <laughs> I was trying to help out. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I appreciate it. I didn't want to. You know. uh, by the way, uh, video game talk. Oh yeah. Okay. Dishonored. I know Dishonored. you have probably I, not played it. So Wells has. Th- there's been. Is is there a third one now? Uh, no. The, the, there was two and a half, basically. So I remember trying the first one because maybe it was you said, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of like Bioshock or something like that. And I'm like, okay. And I I played it like I'd seen clips of it. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then, like, I don't know, something about the gameplay just didn't work for me. Gotcha. And I never got any further with it. And it's, it's There's a lot of games like that that are very highly acclaimed and people really enjoy. And I try them and I'm just like, man, but I'm okay. Man, but I'm okay. I mean, it's a stealth-based game. If that's not your jam, I totally get no, it. No, no, I play the heavy. I mean, Team Fortress 2, I'm always the heavy. Yep. I go in guns blazing. I'm not sneaking around nowhere. I'm not sniping from anywhere. Yep, I get it. Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. At least you got chicken. What Box is car this? Is chicken. This is... I kind of love it. So confusing. Yeah, but... I think I know what it is, and I'll explain it later. All right, fair enough. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, play Dishonored if you haven't, because I have been loving those games. Do you like the party? Yeah, I realized the other day that I haven't turned my Xbox on in like two months. I just don't... I take it back. I turned it on maybe a month ago, and I played like two games of Madden, because it was free on uh, Game Pass, and then I oh. turned it off. There you go. Yeah, so I've got like all this Game Pass time, and look at the games, and I'm just like, meh. Oh, yeah. Mass Effect Legendary yeah. Edition. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm back in that shit. I, I, I'm waiting for it to go on sale, like cheap. It is cheap. You get all three damn games plus all the DLC for like 60 bucks. Just I that, already that. own all three of them. Well, so did I, but I still did it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want that shit for like, you know, 30 bucks and then I'm in. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's good. I, well, I, I couldn't, or not, I couldn't wait to play through it again. Only played one. I never played two or three, and oh. I didn't even beat one. Two. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I've gotten like all the achievements on all three. So, so th- that's another one. Time of those to do it on again. My pile of shame list of God, things I've not really played. should be on your pile of shame. I'm but, I'm embarrassed to know you right but now. But at the same Jeez, time, gosh. like okay, so as somebody who's never played any of them, like I understand the appeal. Uh, I un- look. Hold on. I understand the appeal, but I look at it and it's like somebody saying, oh, you should get into this TV show that has hour long episodes. There's eight seasons and you need to dedicate the next like three months of your life to watching it. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good, dog. Well, more for me then. Do you guys remember NFTs or non-fungibles? Do I remember? Uh, I was actually reading an article this last week about how... um, there was one day in like April or May where there was like $192 million worth of NFT buying and selling that was going on. And now it's down to like 
19 million ad- or uh-huh. no yeah. it's dropped tremendously it's probably the same article that chris sent me could be um because you know real talk i i had looked at applying for a job at one of these nft companies right right i remember that conversation really glad i didn't because the market's basically dried up and disappeared i mean i i feel like it was a hot thing for a hot moment and then Elon kept flip-flopping on whether he liked it or not. And I don't know why that matters, but apparently it did to the people that care about that kind of stuff. And I understand at its core what NFT is there for and yeah. what the point is. I just don't get it, if that makes any sense at all. Like, no, it does. Like, I, like, even before, I was several months back when I was looking into it, it was like, oh, well, you know, these people made some really shitty Dungeons & Dragons art. And I mean, like, really shitty like would never even get hired by anybody to draw anything. It's really shitty. And they want like $30 for it. And I'm like, for what, what? exact? Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. And then, uh, was it tops came out and was doing, uh, garbage pail kids. Yep. I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. But now it's just like, it's like people that are gaming society trying to figure out what's the new hot thing that I can get on before anybody else does so that I can cash out. I want the next Bitcoin, you yep. know, like that's, to me, that's what NFTs kind of represent. Yeah, 100%. And unfortunately, in the world of beer, it's not as fast as making, you know, just a digital piece of art. Right, because it's got to ferment for a while. Right. And then you got to, like, dry hop it. And there's a whole schedule for... Yeah, and then a brewery in uh, Victoria decided they were going to release the world's first NFT beer. So basically, you buy this beer, you would still, of course, get the physical object of said beer, and then you'd get a digital piece of art that goes along with it and yeah cool. don't care <laughs> right already I mean, like, this just screams bad news and as the nft market is crashing you know like it, even meanwhile worse. like you know you see these people who like you know were the original people in like overly attached girlfriend for example you know and they're in and, and they sell one of those memes and make a bunch of money and i'm like you know people made fun of you or people laughed at you for a long time. I'm glad to see you getting some money out of it. Yeah. But. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Forget like fundraising. Why don't people just make NFTs now instead of asking for money the old fashioned way? Right. Uh, so kind of a corollary to the story. I almost bought Sam Adams version of what we're about to talk about. You what? almost bought a non-alcoholic beer? Uh-huh. Are you feeling okay, bud? I just thought it would be fun for the memes. Yeah, like... You're, so, you're, you're going to do look, it for the I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now. Because I'm the one that updates the spreadsheet and updates the tasting list and all that. Whichever one of you tries to sneak one of these some bitches in, I'm going to see that it's no alcohol. And I'm going to kick your ass. So here's the, here's the fun thing about the Sam Adams one. Do you want to know what it is? Is it an IPA? Seltzer. It's a hazy. Without, oh God. It, and the title of said beer is All the Haze, None of the Alcohol. That's the worst name ever. Uh-huh. I mean, like, it's very descriptive, but it, it yeah. also tells me that I'm going to hate it. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of non-alcoholic beer, we've talked about Athletic Brewing. Uh, they are the quote-unquote millennial startup that is trying to change the non-alcoholic brewing world. Are so, they trying to be disruptive? Yeah, totally. And they've raised $50 million. That's incredible. 
Like, the way that... Just to hear about, like, breweries doing rounds of, like, capital fundraising like this is not typically how you think of a brewery operating. Right. It's, we make beer, we sell beer, we use that money to buy new tanks. Not, like, go out and do a, like, $50 million fundraising arm but it also shows how little I truly understand about all this, because I always thought like, you know, if you're in Silicon Valley and you sneeze on a server, somebody will give you a billion dollars for it. Yeah. They're only getting 50 and they're actually making a product. Yeah. I don't know. I just know I get way too many of those like ads for athletic beer. I'm like, you're, you're not going to get me to like, you, you click on it and you say, don't show this anymore. And they say, why do you say this is offensive? There you go. I mean, that's the move. I just, I, you know, it, it's like the old Twitter move of muting uh, people who are advertising. Yeah. You just mute them, then you don't see their ads no more. I mean, it works. Yeah, my my fun thing on Instagram is um, the quote unquote influencers. I have a few that follow me, and every time on their stories an ad pops up that it doesn't show it's an ad, I report it as. This is spam <laughs> because you should say it's an ad. The FTC said you have to say it's an ad. You didn't. It's spam. And mm-hmm. I've probably gotten a few of them taken down. Mm. You're right. Oh, there? yeah, I'm doing great. I just had something I like. Okay. Uh, what's happening with Constellation? Well, we've talked about this on the show in the past that Constellation, ah. Corona, everything were getting ready or trying to build a new um, new facility in Mexico, but it was in a very, like, water-restricted part, and there was this big, like, water rights issue, and anyway, that plans were scrapped uh, to build that particular facility, which that was going to be a massive, like, manufacturing facility for Corona. We're talking, like, over a billion dollars in one facility. I see so, Corona has mixed drinks now. Because sure. Constellation, you know, we always talk about the synergy of all the corporate stuff. So, um, sorry. Anyway, they're finally just announced plans to build a, a little bit more of a responsibly located um, brewery in the southeastern part of Mexico. And did this article give a, a figure in terms of how much money uh, they're going to spend? Because. Maybe not. That's unfortunate. Okay. Well, of course. But, you know, damn. Can't wait to find out more information on this. And, I mean, I don't drink Corona, but enough people do that whatever, wherever this ends up being located, I'm, it's just going to be a massive cost. I feel like, you know, if it's a small brewery, this whole water issue isn't really as impactful. When it's somebody making something as ubiquitous as Corona. I mean, it just, like, yeah, it's going to suck good. all the groundwater out. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad deal. Yeah, Nobody wants that. Uh, well, as we both saw this story. It's a very interesting concept. There is a tap room in Indianapolis that basically changes what it serves month to month. It rotates. Yeah, it's essentially... So, like, they go a, through kegs and then get different kegs? No, it... it essentially becomes a tap room 
for a different brewery. They focus on serving product from one particular brewery at a time. And then when that uh, round is up, it's okay. It's a, a tap room for another brewery. So how local are said breweries? So uh, I see this is Indianapolis. So if you're telling me it's Sun King that they've got on, I'm going to say, well, but I could go to Sun King. It's um, it focuses on breweries that have little to no distribution in the Indianapolis area. I like that. So that's, that's it's nice. smaller uh, Midwestern breweries that people might not know much about or have had. They foster a really good relationship with these guys and then do essentially a brewery tap takeover for a period of time. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I I saw this concept and I thought, you know, especially in this city where you've got some breweries that are kind of out on the edge of the city. Yeah. This could be a really cool concept of this concept in a place that is underserved by breweries. And and like we joke because there are plenty of breweries in Charlotte if you're in the city. Yeah. So So like for somebody like you out where you're at, this would be Perfect. Yeah, like if you told me it was going to be Divine Barrel Month, I'd be like, awesome. I'll see you in a month, dear. Yep. <laughs> that, would, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or here's Birdsong Month. Here's Noda Month. Here's yeah, and save Heist. you the 45 minutes of driving yeah, there. Yeah, here's I mean, Heist like, Month. You know, like, honestly, you know, the number of times that I come up to Noda, and I almost always end up at Divine Barrel, but I'm like, you know, there's a wooden robot location here. Maybe one of these days I'll check that out. The new Noda facilities there, which is super great. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't ever go there. Yeah. You know, like it would be nice to have easier access to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, to me, I think this is, this should be the brew pub model moving forward of, hey, we've got an in-house chef. He makes our food. Yeah. And here's, you know, here's random brewery that you really would have to, you know, depending on where you set it up, you would really have to make a haul to get to. But, hey, we've got all their cakes for a month, so come hang out. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, instead of going and be like, oh, cool, I really like, you know, Legion. What do you have that's not Juicy J? And they're like, we've got Juicy J. Okay, cool. That's all I guess they make. You know, if you go to any sports bar anywhere in the town, like, you'll – I don't – and I, I'm sure I'm wrong. I have yet to go somewhere and see, like, a Legion tap that is not Juicy J. I'm sure they make other beer and sell it to somebody somewhere. But it'd be neat to have like just all Legion taps. Okay, I'll try them all. You know, let's do a flight. Let's I got the guys out. Let's do something. Yeah, exactly. It could be fun. It could be. It's it's a neat concept. I would like to see it take off moving forward. Uh, Next article up again. Another one that both Walls and I found. It's a very fascinating study. And we've talked about this on the show multiple times is branding like getting your can getting to, your cows with your mark on them yeah. so that they can't okay. Get, getting your can to stick out in the world of craft beer sometimes can be a bit of a chore because there are so many out there and you know it's it, it, it's we've talked about this sometimes going to a bottle shop can be overwhelming and, and the number of choices that are out there and then trying to find what you want, what you like, what you're after. And there have been a lot of breweries that have 
rebranded over the years and yeah some of them done really well or done a really well job we had a grammar good english win for i mean like <sighs> I, I i can think of a north carolina brewery that i was not a big fan of their rebranding. highland highland yeah. yep yep and then they rebranded and you know it's like this is different yeah i think it's better it wasn't great yeah but it wasn't great but the og shit looked horrible it was dated yeah you know, even Old Hickory went through kind of like an overall rebrand some years ago, and their stuff definitely played as small brewery in an older day. And now their stuff, like it, it we looks no, good. We no longer do design on MS Paint. Yes. <laughs> you no longer copy-paste employee faces onto your bottles of Daniel Boone. Hey, no. Oh, Y'all yeah. never forget that, ever. Yeah. Like, well, I was in the Total Wine, and I see your face on a beer, and I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Wells is bottle famous. Yeah. I might be going for two soon. We'll see. You getting on Omega Point? Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to get on Omega Point. Not, yeah, you not, are. Not, yeah. Those are cans, not bottles, by the way. What? Like, do not. <laughs> no, that's going to be a bottle like... It's his face. Like, it's going to be... Oh, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Oh, please no. <laughs> uh, well, is any uh, any other thoughts on the uh, rebranding article that you posted? It's uh, neat to see like who succeeds and who fails in in this. You know, I think we were talking about Anchor Brewing a lot. Yeah, well, not a lot, but they were. And I hate that rebrand totally. Yeah, like, it's terrible. It's, yeah, that's that's not a good fit. It's that weird. It's like something needs to be done, but I don't want. But it to not be that. that. Yeah. Thanks, I hate it. Anchor's one of those that I feel like there's enough legacy and tradition there that it kind of needed to stay. It's kind of like yeah. you know when when Coke tried to rebrand or or update their logo and they finally went back to the old stuff. Like I feel like that's where Anchor should be. Yep. Hey, we tried this thing. It's not really helping. Let's go back to the old because yep. really, like the old worked. Yeah. Exactly. And and, and yeah, we've. Seen this time and time again. There are some places that do it right. There are some places that don't. There are some that work and they get our attention. There are some that are just absolutely terrible. All right, oh. final story up. Oh, do no. You, what is this? Do you guys remember Takiza? I sure don't. Wells, that ringing any bells to you? I know the name, but I can't say I... I really had any of these. Okay, so this was meant to be the quote-unquote Corona Killer from <laughs> AB. <laughs> okay, so, th- so that... Ex- How so, did that work out? So right there, that explains a lot. AB had an idea. They were going to destroy someone else, and they abandoned it. That, like, all of this tracks. Yep, exactly. And, and, and this story just kind of goes over the history of Takiza and what happened and why it didn't work. But ultimately... That was their plan. I want to destroy Corona. I want my name to be synonymous with a Mexican logger. Didn't work out. They end up abandoning the whole project. But here's like I'm looking at this label here and it says beer with blue agave nectar and the natural flavor of lime. That they, they didn't say with lime, the natural flavor of lime. Yeah. Which I'm not going to get into like what natural flavors, what gets included in that, including, you know, like beaver anal glands and all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, bull semen and yeah. Um, beaver anus. Yep. 
Also, mm, raspberry and a gland from beavers. What? Yes. That's what I just said. I know. It's because of what I just said. Yeah. You both just said it like multiple times. It's fine. Beaver butt. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. But uh, like, but, but so, so this is, hey, there's a thing that people like and it's this yellow beer and it comes in clear glass bottles and it's skunked and they like to put lime in it to like bind their beach or whatever. Let's do the same thing, but let's go ahead and put the lime in there for them. Like, yeah, you're kind of missing the whole point. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, technically that Mustang is, is, is a, is a Mustang, but like without the manual transmission, it's just not as fun. Exactly. And believe it or not, this beer was introduced in 1997. Yeah, that tracks. Which is why I never, yeah, I mean, I didn't start drinking really until after that. <laughs> and I think it was last year, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've always just uh, butt chugged my beer until last year. I discovered it's supposed to go in your mouth. <laughs> the brand never hit a million barrels. They're trying to be a damn Corona killer out here, and they couldn't make a million barrels of beer. Yeah. Meanwhile, we were talking a couple, you know, topics ago about Constellation and Corona building like a billion dollar facility in southeastern Mexico. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where I I can remember seeing this in the mid two thousands, like when I would go to a grocery store. And that was about the only place I ever saw it. It was meant to be like a quote unquote American tequila, which. Uh, what? If I huh? want American tequila, I'll drink tequila. It won't be American, but I'll drink tequila. Like, I don't need Budweiser making a beer for me. Right. That's approximates those flavors yeah. because they don't do a good job at it. And they, and they do a good job at making a beer that they can reproduce in scale, but it doesn't mean cheap. it's a but it doesn't mean it's a good beer. And, and how many times have we seen them kill a beer project? Uh, like, pretty much all of them. Yeah, like anything that is not there, anything that pretty much is not Bud or Bud heavy, like it's Dead Man Walking. The second they announce it, oh, coming soon from Bud, it's Bud Light Golden Amber, and I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna last. Yeah, or Golden Golden Wheat. Sorry, Golden Wheat. Yeah, Golden Wheat. And back in my pre-craft days, and my wife says, oh, I really like this golden wheat. And I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. And then, like, suddenly she's like, I want some more of that. I'm like, they don't make it no more. Or Shock Top, which Shock was Top, yeah. meant to be the... Uh, no, Shock Top's filler. still a thing, isn't it? It is, but, I mean, it... it they do kill... Oh, uh, do you guys remember Bud... Was it Bud Light or Bud Platinum? I don't remember. Both. There was Bud Platinum and Bud Light Platinum, I believe. Okay. Oh, but do y'all remember B to the E? Yeah, you always bring up B to the E. B I remember B. B to the E. It's like the Budweiser alcoholic energy drink. And then Bud Budweiser Black. There was a black one. Oh, then, yes. Yes. Um, like I feel like every Super Bowl, they had to have some new beer that you knew wasn't going to last more than three months. Right. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, again, this is one of those marketing studies that kind of explains... How this was marketed, how it failed. It's a very interesting read. I I, I do suggest you guys read it at your leisure. Leisure. Um, because yeah, we we have seen a B like Jeff just said start start something and try and try and try to make a place for themselves in that market space, and they realize they can't, 
and they just pull the plug on it. it. It's like the ADD version of Amazon Basics. You know, if you've read anything on Amazon Basics, the model is Amazon looks at their their stats and they say, oh, you know what's really selling well? Rechargeable batteries. We're going to do that now. And they buy, you know, wholesale, like in a loop, rechargeable batteries, slap their label on it, and then yep. boom, Amazon Basics. And then they sell it for like a dollar cheaper than Interloop does and corner the market and run companies out of business. Like there's a lot of research on this and it's kind of nasty. Um, I'm not going to get on my whole or get on a, you know, Amazon is bad because I use Amazon for everything. But. Oh, no, they're bad. They're evil. They, they are totally bad. But I mean, you know, some things like, you know, I, I'm not going to try to live a life where everything is perfect and good. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make this. I make my compromises. But, you know, it's that same thing. It's it's like, you know, ABM Bev looks at, oh, well, you know, what's really trendy right now is seltzers. And then they put out like 35 seltzers and it'll go until it doesn't go. And then it's done. Sorry, Josh. What is this? It's a cuddle sour. Oof. Oof. Yeah, okay. All right. Are we ready for break? Oh, yeah. We'll be back in 30. Buy no buy. Well, how does that work? I'll explain how buy no buy works. Uh, we've been drinking beer on the show, and we're going to let you know what we think of it in the simplest way possible. Would we buy it, or would we not buy it? Jeff, what are we up first with? So last year when Jason was in town, he brought uh, some beers from Phase 3. And I can't remember the guy where he was at before, but uh, this is like his third brewery venture, which is why he calls it Phase 3. And like in the Chicagoland area, he's making things that people are getting really crazy about. And some of them are like, like, you know, so when we say juice bombs, we're typically talking about like a hazy IPA, but this guy's making stuff that like is literally like there is so much fruit in it. It might as well be juice with a little bit of alcohol in it. Fine. So Jason hands me this can of this um, hard seltzer. I thought we were done with that, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he's like, but it's not really hard. I mean, it's hard seltzer, but it kind of isn't. Like, you'll just have to try it. And again, he's like, you don't want to put it on the show. You don't have to put it on the show. I'm like, oh, no, it's going on the show. We're going to talk about this. Um, and so I really wasn't quite sure what to what to think about it. But, like, the, the can says hard seltzer. It's by this company called Lulz, which I guess is the hard seltzer arm of phase three. Um and this, uh, the, the flavor of this is smoothie, pineapple, and peach. And so, like, I poured this earlier, and I'm like, the heck is this? And the best way I can describe it, if you like uh, mimosas, I feel like this would be right in your wheelhouse. It is absolutely pineapple juice with, like, some peach juice in it. And supposedly somewhere in there is, you know, a, a 5% alcoholic seltzer, which is giving it the carbonation, obviously. But, I mean, 
to me it's it's a it's a carb fruit juice like I, I don't hate this I'm a sucker for pineapple juice anyway so I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy this thing I, I can't believe I'm saying that but thinking back to all the seltzers we had on those last two shows this is by far the best <laughs> well yeah we had a lot of things that tasted artificially sweet a lot of seltzers that didn't taste like anything at all and this does taste like carbonated fruit juice I mean it tastes like something and that something is pretty good um I can't believe I'm gonna buy this uh and I agree with you this is if this was on our seltzer show you know those two recordings it would yeah this is <laughs> this is not bad. At and the same time, this is not labeled as a 100 calorie can. <laughs> it is a legit pint can, and I guarantee you, there's probably 400 calories in that can. Yummy. And I don't care. I don't care either. Josh. So, uh, y'all like Dole fruit juice, right? Uh huh. Do, do you do you like it in a seltzer? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's like taking. This is ridiculous. This should not be this good. I hate myself for saying I would fucking buy this. And good Lord, I'd probably destroy a keg of this. Yeah. Do you like fish sticks? Yeah. Do you like fish sticks in your mouth? (laughs) What are you, a gay fish? Shut up. (laughs) This is... Yeah, this would have destroyed... This would have destroyed anything that we had on the two seltzer shows. Which, again, is not fair because everything else was like an honest seltzer with flavoring added. This is... This is fucking carbonated fruit Pineapple juice. peach juice with with seltzer added. And, and like, again, I, I'm at the point now where, like, if somebody comes up and says, hey, we're drinking seltzers, I'm like, let me get my can of, to your point, dull pineapple juice. I'm going to pour me some pineapple juice and drop this sucker in there. Yeah. You know, like a, like a depth charge or a boiler maker or something like that. And we'd be good. Yeah. This is, this is why, why? Can't, I can't believe I actually want more of this. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying like he needs to start a box and hold it for the next time he's in Charlotte, but I don't know. I wouldn't hate that. All right. Next beer. Up. I think it's important to say that, you know, we do give Jason a lot of crap because some of the beer he brings, like it's very regionally specific regionally this stuff is a big deal for us. We're like, yeah, but like without that, that regional bias, I don't care for it, but that one was good. Yeah. All right. Next beer up. Speaking of, uh, stuff that ended and they keep trying to bring it back. Uh, Josh provided a McKellar game of Thrones beer for the iron anniversary. Yes. Which is what ten years? Yes. So ten years since the books. Well, ten years since the show started, or what? No, that's books. Okay. Ten years since he started the last book, probably. Technically. That all being said, um, like I don't understand why we need to have an anniversary for a book. Although, I, like, I understand the global appeal of Game of Thrones, but I also feel like, as a culture, everybody kind of got to that same point of like. That last season sucked and we're all over it. Let's move on. We live in a content culture now. What's next? Yep. Um, three th- shows, by the way. Three the, shows? Three. Three yeah. more shows. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, dry hopped with Styrian Dragon, which makes me wonder, is that a real hop? 
Did they have that in mind ahead of time? Or is this all a gimmick? It's a gimmick. Um, It does have official licensing from HBO, which more on them, you know, because most people wouldn't do that. Uh, This is fine. It's okay. I would get it if I was someplace and this was the best looking IPA they had. But um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't pick this up on purpose. Well, this is fine, but it's also like season seven of Game of Thrones. Like, I'm I'm not really going to revisit this if I don't have to. Uh, if you're doing a watch party or or if you're doing a start I'm to not, finish. You know, but I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, it's okay, but I can do a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Josh. You could do a hell of a lot better, but has the Game of Thrones beers done any better than this ever? Think of all of those Brooklyn beers. I was say, consider, well, considering Brooklyn, the Oma Gang. Oma Gang. Yeah, or considering Gang. that none of the Oma Gang beers made it on the show because nobody liked them enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they were all like weird beer. fucking beers that. Yeah, nobody... they're all 750s. Like, I'm not buying two of those. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying one. That's true. This is probably the best version of a Game of Thrones beer I've ever had. Lowered expectations. Would I buy this again? No. Uh, and it was funny because I saw this and ranted about it and was like, oh, I'm not going to buy this. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's the iron anniversary. The show sucks. Blah, 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 blah. And I still bought a can. Well, I bought a four pack actually. Cause you're weak. Yeah. I'm weak, but yeah, no next beer up, uh, next beer up, uh, from burial. Uh, it's one of their skillet beers. And I got to be honest, Wells, I got a little freaked out because there's a shrimp on top. And I'm like, please, dear Lord, tell me, and there's some mushrooms. Tell me this is not a shrimp and mushroom beer. Now, I would expect that from like Fauna Flora, but not from Barrio. a shrimp and mushroom beer, I guess. I mean, shrimp and mushrooms are good, but that's beside the point. Uh, This is Skillet Snacks, a coffee milk stout with peanut butter, chocolate, vanilla bean, and candy sugar. I'm not 100% sure why they felt the need to add candy sugar on the description because I don't feel like it's terribly present there. Uh, But this is a very excellent coffee milk stout with peanut butter, chocolate, and vanilla bean. Um, Burial and their skillet beers tend to be really solid anyway. This one is no no exception. Um, Really good beer. Really like this one. Big buy for me. Wells? All of those things. I, I got a little worried when I saw like a laundry list of adjuncts on this and peanut butter, I thought was a little like, which direction is this going to go? But I enjoyed this. Um, I enjoy uh, base skillet and this is a, this is a nice little addition to the family. Maybe Josh has some different thoughts, but I'll buy it. This coffee is way too green. I, I I just get nothing but green coffee notes out of this, and it's terrible. I hate it. I never want to see this can again, which is a big disappointment for me. Hey, Josh, what's this? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> like, you guys didn't get veg- vegetal green no. coffee out of that? I, I really, really didn't. Huh. I mean, oh, well. Yeah, just... I mean, I, am, I, I don't I know. I feel like you and I, Wells, we drink a lot of coffee, and we mm-hmm. we're into coffee a lot, and 
Josh just kind of like hates coffee, but he kind of likes cold brew. So like, I feel like if anybody would pick up on the vegetable stuff, it'd probably be me and you first. I don't, I'm not saying Josh is wrong, but I'm kind of saying Josh is wrong. Whatever, more for me if he doesn't want to yeah. fight me through the rest yeah. of the can. Okay. Nope. Done that's, with that aside. That's all. So what all you doing, you. Josh? I hate this. I want you to dump it. But he's he's going to purvis it and buy it. Nope. Next beer up. Next beer up from Fanta Flora. Periodic motion, a barley wine style ale aged in bourbon barrels. Um, this is listed as barley wine other on untapped. So I couldn't tell you if this is English or American. It's English. As I say, it, it doesn't seem hoppy enough to be anything but English. But yeah. Um, so the person that created this doesn't know shit about untapped okay fine i mean you're, yeah. you're crowdsourcing no, no, no. data it's not always right correct correct um this is really good it's good and delicious it's nice and chewy it's a big strong barley wine in a good bourbon barrel i feel like the treatment did a good job here um i'm doing my best to kind of like fragment my revolution thoughts away from all of this i don't want to compare that uh, it's the big reason why there wasn't a revolution in this show to go with, because I feel like that's fair. But um, this is a really excellent beer. Uh, I would not hesitate buying one of these. Well, super chewy, super raisiny. Um, look, this hits everything that I'm looking for in um, a barrel-aged barley wine. Uh, I think you could have put a revolution can up against this and I'm not saying it would win that this would win necessarily but it at least would not get blown out of the water right like I mean a lot of times you have a revolution can on the show and that's just like by default yes the winner yes um I, this I, would this would be I, give I don't it, give it a run for its money for sure yeah I, I mean I don't think any of us would would take this over mineshaft gap from last episode however like it would be in the conversation. Yeah. But I didn't feel like it'd be fair to take a beer like sight unseen. I know you were excited about it and you had mentioned it and I assumed you had had some at that point. So I didn't want to shortchange this. Got it. Well, it's a, it's quite tasty. The only complaint I have is those large bottle formats. I, you know, (sighs) 750 milliliters of what? 12%. I better really want this or, I'd better want to save it for a share. Or you better not have any plans for that day. <laughs> and maybe the next day too. Either you're going to drink it all real quick and then nap for the next six hours. Yeah. Or you're going to need all afternoon to nurse it. That's true. But super tasty. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Josh. So we, we've done the mine shaft comparison. I would not kick this beer out of bed if it ate crackers. Like this, this slaps. This is really good. Uh, especially compared to the last two beers that we had, like there was a definite bell curve for me in this episode of some real bad and some real good. And this is on the real good side. So absolute buy. Next beer up. That's crazy how that works. Um, so, you know, again, I was talking about being at uh, resident culture uh, a week or so ago, and they had a, a kettle sour on called quantum wobble. And I saw that it had guava and blood orange and mango. And I'm like, these are all fruits that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, let me try it. And so they gave me, you know, like a little sample pour. And I'm like, mm, that's quite tasty. I'll buy a four pack of this on my way out. Um, and then I got home and I opened it up and, and, and I brought one for the show. And I don't know what has happened, but I don't like this as much as I liked it in, in the tap room. 
Um, it is it is very guava forward, and I love guava. I just something about this. There's something not. It's just I don't know. Maybe it's too thick. I would give it another try, but I'm not. I'm not a buy on this batch, even though I did. Wells, I'm with you. I've had this on draft. I've never had this packaged. Um, there was something a little sulfurous about this, a little armpit esque um, that I just found to be off putting in in the can. Um, I like it on draft, and yeah. was looking forward to having this, but. I was all excited. I'm like, oh, I had this at the show. Or, you know, I had this at the tap room. I'm like, I'm, bring, I'm getting a four pack, and I'm gonna take some for the show. And then Jason and I cracked one open, sitting on the deck, and I'm like, Oh no! Mm. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, I'm with you. I, I I would drink it there, but but I'm not buying this, Josh. It smells like a tire fire, and it tastes like farts. You smell like a tire fire. Tastes like farts. Yeah. Tastes like farts. Yeah. Well, don't, I don't. I don't even want to know. I don't. I don't. Move along. You farted and tasted it before. Come on, it's in my it's, mouth. It's yeah, exactly. I, Why is this in my mouth? What happened? This is terrible. I mean, I, uh, what was it? Was that? I've had somebody fart in my mouth before, but that's Step Brothers. That's what it was. Yeah. Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 in my mouth. It's in my mouth. Seth Rogen. This is terrible. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. Like this is just like a weird farts. Word. It tastes like farts. <laughs> As opposed to the. Uh, Strawberry rhubarb beer from what's her faces that smelled like it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Final beer up. So, this other Indiana Vice from Viking Artisan that Jason brought. Um, so, Wells had said he likes the green apple Jolly Rancher, and you're in luck. This is the green apple Jolly Rancher. But it what, also, what else do they But it also it has caramel and peanuts, um, which I get it. You're going for like the candy apple, caramel apple kind of vibe. Um, but there's a little bit on the nose and, but everything in that beer is green apple, hard candy. And uh, there's some kind of floaty things in it. I just, no thanks. I don't need this. And I kept saying like, well, maybe if it was the right hard candy and now I'm starting to wonder, you know, like maybe if I was there and got to try a bunch of them on tap, my, my mind would change. I just like. Over two for me on these. Wells? Peanuts? Why? Why? I, I didn't like this. I, I I would have much preferred the, the watermelon, and I, I hated that. Um, this was kind of gross, and uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Josh? Uh, again, another one that tastes exactly like you expect it to taste. It tastes like a fucking green apple Jolly Rancher. Does it taste like farts too? No. But then it's got that weird caramel and nutty note at the end and you're just like why? 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 Like green apple on itself? I might have bought this but you add those extra ingredients in and that's a hard pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's time for Ad Tap That. How does that work? Of all the beers that we've been drinking on the show, what is the one that we'd love to tap for our theoretical or actual home kegerator? Jeff, start us off. Um, 
you know, the IPA was okay. Not anything I'd want a ton of. Um, the skillet snacks was good, but I, I don't need a lot of that. The barley wine was okay, but um, I'm tapping the fruit juice seltzer. I mean, I wouldn't say what's wrong with you, except it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, and, and again, like, so, so, you know how we do that thing of like, okay, so this is a beer that they threw a bunch of adjuncts in. So you can't tell if it's good or it's bad because the adjuncts pretty much cover everything up. Arguably, that could be what's going on with the seltzer. Not, I don't know how you screw up a seltzer. I don't know how you do one good. I, I really don't like it. It's just ignorance on my part. But there's so much fruit juice in it. It's just carbonated fruit juice that apparently has alcohol in it. Cool. I'm in. That plus I'm a sucker for pineapple juice. So, you know. Well, I'll, uh, I mean, look, it's, it's the barley wine for me. I kind of knew it. Big surprise. Yeah. Bourbon barrel aged barley wine is going to get my vote. Surprise. I'm shocked. Honestly, I'm stunned. Flabbergasted even. Josh, what do you think? I'm right there with you. Uh, that, that seltzer, though, man. Oh, that's, I can't believe I'm thinking about that. But. That is really close to me going, yeah. I could, but it's also carbonated fruit juice. Like, yeah, exactly. And that, and that's kind of where my thought is, too. Like, I could just buy some dull pineapple juice and throw some vodka in it. But damn, and a sprite. that's good. And a, and a Sprite. Like, you need some carb in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. A little bit of Sprite. Or, you know, get your Chico Bongo. My ride's here. All right. Wells has got to leave. So, uh, where are we on the show? Where, you, you tapped. You're, you're good? Yeah, yeah. All right. right. Meanwhile, check us out on the internet, crabbeercast.com. You can find all our links to all our episodes. Patreon.com slash crabbeercast. Facebook.com slash crabbeercast. Find us on the Twitters at CBcast. And you can find the Wells. You can find all the Wells at all the Wells on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Josh, what about you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody. We're almost 400 episodes in. Dang, Gina. Yeah, we're getting there. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. And Wells has been around for like, I feel like almost 300 of them at this point. Feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. All right, y'all.